Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. just woke up from a nap a little bit ago. Oh, I should hit the this button. Go. Every Hello. Week. Hello. It's so good to see you. Welcome. Listen, people were mad that you were unavailable last week. They told me. I they said, don't blame them. Is there no is there no show today? Is there not an offering? Is there not an offering? <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm sorry, Sarah is praying at the temple of Duke. I was, and then um, Duke lost. We can talk about that. We can talk about it. Is that why you were really crying on the phone to me? No. Are you crying because your team lost? You're crying no. because it was a very emotional game for you. It was. Um, hi, welcome to Your Favorite Ants. Uh, we are excited that you have joined us here. I'm yes. one of your hosts, Dolly Parton, and this is? Uh, I am your other host, Reba McIntyre, and this is Your Favorite Ants. Your favorite aunts. I actually will be honest. If Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre were my aunts, that would on. be pretty sweet. Oh like, my gosh! Levels the on best. levels of swag. Also, it's just like we've never seen Dolly Parton's real hair. Do we? Do does it? Do people recognize this? Oh, 
I have never thought about that. That You're woman right, has though. been in a wig from day one. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, drag, a drag queen. Yes. Um, friends, I am so sorry that I was not here last week. Uh, we did make announcements. Always check Instagram. That's usually where we make announcements. I yeah, wasn't. Don't, yeah, if you're if you're not following us on social media, you're also missing out on most of the fun. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was at the NCAA Final Four. Um, such a good trip. Uh, I got to go to the South and hang out with my family, hang out with my friends, and I am. I'll be honest, guys. I enjoyed the game, even though Duke lost. We pay, played UNC, our biggest rival, so that was mm. rough. But uh, then Kansas won in the end, so that was Kansas Jayhawks. I know, I know you know Kevin because I know how much you love college sports. I love college sports. In fact, I have a uh, a entire show devoted to it. It's called <laughs> Sports Center. I've hosted it many, many years. I didn't and, know that was you. Yeah, the, the makeup and the TV, you know, mm. the camera adds 10 pounds and the the makeup really makes you look beautiful. So, like, I look different on the television. <laughs> um, no, um, I do know about the sport. No, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. But I'm glad that you had a good time. I had a great time. I did meet some really not so nice fans to say UNC um there are not very nice fans on all sides of all fences but for whatever reason UNC in particular has some this is why I think that we need nice to fans. stop sports things all sports um things? yeah because obviously it causes division it causes people to be incensed it but causes also- people to to hate one another to burn cities up do you want to know one of my favorite stories? I'm going to tell you a really cute story of um, sports fans. So uh, in the World Also, Cup- real quick, will you check to see – check your settings to make sure your microphone is correct. Like, on, no, not there. Not on. on the. <gasps> I, I can hear I, it. We're going to check. We're going to check. I don't know. I just want you to check because it sounds a little That's off. fine. No, it is. Hold on. Oh, then maybe you just need to put it closer Let's to your mouth. turn up my gain maybe. My gain was way down. Is that better? Yeah, that's a lot better. Oh, yay. Sorry about that. Sorry, kids. Okay, I want to tell you a story, though. Can I tell you a story about sports ball? No, this is not a podcast where we talk about things that we, like, want to talk about. Ah! Okay. So, uh, a couple of years ago, Ireland was playing, um, I think, I want to say, this might be wrong, but they were playing, I, I think it was either... Norway, and if you know the answer to this, it was it was one of the Nordic countries with beautiful Nordic women. Countries might have been Finland, uh, and they Don't they all dis- places have beautiful women. All places do, but like notoriously, like fans of soccer. So like oftentimes they'll just like zoom in on the fans. So um, there, the this team Ireland destroyed the team, and instead of like, and they were in Ireland, and instead of yelling like anything mean about winning they all just yelled go home to your sexy wives <laughs> that's what they saying to the other team and i thought that was cute i mean at the end of the day that's really the thing that counts right yeah. is who was like his thing <laughs> i mean absolutely i measure my worth by the um sexual satisfaction i'm getting at any given moment <laughs> okay uh, should we get back on track? I'm so sorry, guys. We started talking about sports and, you know, yeah. I got us off track. So how the hell are you, not only you, Kevin, but also how the hell are you fans? We've missed you. I don't want to call our friends fans. I know. We had a really cute name for it, and I can't remember. Just you hated ma- one. Oh, heirs. How are the heirs? Oh, yeah. How are the heirs of your favorite aunts? Our favorite heirs. Oh, my God. Our favorite heirs. Our favorite heirs. How are our favorite heirs? That's good. Like um, to our massive amount of fortune and whatnot so that we have for much. sure. I have an entire so much money. Case of Topo Chico, which I think probably is, you know, wealth. Bougie. You know? Truly. Um, I would like to say I'm with M. I'm also very sleepy. Mm. Um, and uh, overall, though, I'm feeling quite positive. It's been a great week. Um, last week, the Crowded Table live event in Atlanta was absolutely stunning, delicious, and perfect. Um, many of our favorite heirs were there, slash people who were from the Crowded Table community. 
like when I tell you, like, I thought that the R event that we pulled off in LA was good, but let me tell you what. I feel like that it was something really, really special. And when I, I, I really, um, I feel like people were able to come and connect and make friends. Um, definitely went over budget, um, but that was on me because uh, I, I asked too many people to participate and they said, yes, I'm going to pay you as well, which of course I believe in. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm over, uh, where's the money? Okay, it'll come from somewhere. So um, thankfully all of my friends are really cool. And I'm like, hey, I went over budget. So like, can I be a little patient? So everyone's been real chill about that. I don't like being that person, but I do communicate about money. Um, what else is going on in my life? Uh, I sent my book proposal into my agent it's in i feel really good about it um so light your candles knock on wood i want fifty thousand dollars for my advance that's what i'm asking for whoa i love that i'm hoping for that's what i'm trying to manifest um Uh, can we talk about a title that you recently got and title shared a romantic what title? title? Oh, sure. If yeah, fuck about that, um, my romance <laughs> life is continuing to blossom in delicious ways with um, my now boyfriend. I suppose we are calling him because it was very casually. We were sitting out on. Uh, I asked him, just like I've been calling you my boyfriend to all my my friends and stuff, because that's kind of the role you're fulfilling, wouldn't you say? And he said, "Yeah, I guess so." And I'm like. You don't have to call me your boyfriend or whatever. Um, but that's just, no, that's what I'm calling you. Aww. And he said, okay, fine. And then later on that night, I was like, so look, am I your boyfriend? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, cool. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. And it. it was really nice. Um, went out on Wednesday and karaoke and he sang Shania Twain's Still the One. And <gasps> And, the, and to that, I say, how did you not know that you were at least a little bit gay? <laughs> Growing up loving Shania motherfucking Twain. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, she also, I feel like she goes across. She's a gay area. icon. She is a gay icon. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, man, I feel like a woman is the is in every drag queen's repertoire, period. Oh, yeah. No drag queen has not performed to that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that feels really nice. And, um, I also was able to really like communicate, like, you know, big feelings in a way that would, and still get what I want. Like, it's truly incredible. I've just been, it's like being radically honest is actually paying off. It's like all the benefits I purport to experience, I'm experiencing. What a con, what a concept. I love it. Um, can we pull Dana's response on the air? One of our airs on the air? Because mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Dana says, I'm great. Just left my six-month oncologist appointment, and I'm still cancer-free. Woo-woo. Yay. Um, so, yeah, that's me right now. How the hell are you, Sarah Louisa Jane Heath? Ooh, I think I'm a mixed bag, honestly. I've got um, – I. I had such a great time at home Um, and I home, I guess, I don't know where home is for me. And so that's part of my always Mm. angst, right? Ooh, question of, put that, put a pin in that question. What does home mean to one, to self? Uh, So I was with my family and had a delightful time, a wonderful time and traveling with my friend Louise. And we went all the way from Nashville. Uh, we saw your friend, my friend, our shared friend, Keegan. And we drove. You going to some ski? Yeah. Ah! That's, who we, that's who we stayed with in Nashville. We had so much fun. Cute. Um, it was really cute. Her house was adorable and her two dogs. Um, and then we drove all the way to New Orleans, but we went through Huntsville and Hattiesburg where I have family. And we went to like a little, like a little um, blues festival in the park in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And everyone in the town was there. And then we were going to another little concert that was after that called Live at Five. And we got Live stuck- at Five. That's the most like community thing. Is that a cute? Like a- <laughs> I Isn't do it love cute? it. Um, yeah. And then we got stuck behind a train, which was going to take 45 minutes. But don't worry, because my parents' carpenters uh, were sitting with us, and they were both like, <laughs> I'm going to do a terrible accent, but they're like, hey, why don't we just drive you? We'll be like your Uber. 
and they drove us to the thing. And That's then we nice. all went out all night long and it was so fun. They, like we went to a, a brewery and it was just delightful. And I had such a good time. But then I had um, a really, I had a really tough time saying goodbye to my parents. Um, I think it gets harder every time for me right now, um, just with so much unknown ahead of me. And uh, it's just, you know, I took my parents to, if any of you are in, um, New Orleans anytime soon, go to the country club. It is one of the oldest uh, gay bars, homes. It's a club. Mm -hmm. uh, it literally has a pool in it. Clothing is optional. It's this beautiful like house that you can go in and you can do a membership or you can just go for the day. And my parents and I and my friend Louise sat at the bar. We had delightful mixed drinks. The bartender was fantastic. Of and course, because it's gay bar. Well, yeah. that's not true because I go to a gay bar every single Wednesday and Thursday and the drinks there are so strong. They're so bad and they're so strong. <laughs> well, it was just delightful and wonderful. And my dad and I talked about my future and that was a really great talk. But I think I'm feeling a lot of just like those feelings of like missing your family. And then I shared with you and I'm going to share with this community because I do feel like you guys are such a great community. I thought I was in the... We are not worried about Sarah having cancer zone, and I am not. So I went not to, out of the zone. Not out of the zone. Uh, I went to list who is now going to run some more extensive tests that include having dye run through my body. So that's kind of neat. Um, I've never done that before. Also, don't particularly love enclosed spaces. So not really looking mm. forward to being in an MRI for forty-five minutes without movement. Um, mm. So that's you know fun. what you got to do. You got to just you know how. Same way I hypnotize you to do those, like, hypnotize yourself. When you go in, just keep telling yourself, I'm fine. I might just get meditating. you to record something. Oh, I absolutely will. Like, yeah. let me tell you what, I have psyched myself into so many things that I don't actually like doing. Like, I think I've actually tricked myself into cleaning and keep maintaining <laughs> cleanliness. Can I tell you, the kitchen's not a wreck, the living room looks gorgeous, and my bedroom has a floor still. It's been a I week. I love that. I love um, that. And, and the bathroom is mostly clean. Like the guest, the guest bathroom is spotless. My bathroom is mostly clean. I love and for, that. And for you know, for, ugh, I can't I know, do it. Anyways, sorry. Talking no, about fine. you and no, your fine. dye in your body. And the dye in my body. So that'll be that'll be. Uh, I can't do that until the end of the month. So it's a lot of waiting again. Uh, it's very which annoying. Kind of is, stinky but i am running a half marathon the weekend before that so that's uh coming up uh and my body is yeah. actually pretty healthy for that which is great considering like i had uh you know i still have some lung issues from covid and i had plantar fasciitis so the idea that i can run again is pretty exciting um mm. so yeah i also have to uh, not have to i am going to be doing a funeral tomorrow and that always takes a bit of it out of you know um yeah, takes a little bit of, of it out of me. So, uh, and then also preaching this week. We're both preaching this week. I know, I'm Palm Sunday. And I, okay, can we, okay, little Bible talk trigger warning for people in here. Um, I don't know what to preach right now. I still, like, I have, I think I have the text. The lectionary is the triumphant entry into the city. Jesus flips the tables. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I am going with talking about how this triumphal entry is kind of a little bit ridiculous. Both a horse and a donkey, right? Come on. He can't ride both. Yeah. Is he straddling? What's happening in it? And I think mm -hmm. the beauty of it is this story is like so many people like come in through those gates as victors, right? And so the story mm -hmm. is originally like this supposed to be this pumped up victor thing. But there is this beautiful like simplicity in it. So I'm talking about like how like the mundane is actually the beautiful part of the story. It's the mm -hmm. simple parts. So that they're palm branches and all these things that like um, are very everyday is actually the beautiful mm -hmm. part of the story, not the big parade. And then I'm talking about how like we got to celebrate the little things right now. And uh, mm -hmm. what does that look like and how there it's lots of miracles in the mundane. And that also like quickly people that are for one thing are going to flip to something else, <laughs> but I don't know how I'm putting Sorry, it everyone. I have written, like I have all this research. Like I've, I've done, I've preached on Palm Sunday. You're right. I've preached on Palm Sunday so many times. And yet to this year, this year, it, uh, it's a weird, I don't know what I'm doing with it. So, um, yeah. 
I actually have to like, that like, we, right after this. Yeah, I have to at least send like the text I'm going to use to whoever's doing the slides on Sunday. Hold on, one your, ch- <coughs> your chair is really squeaky. It makes me. I laugh. know it's the worst. I think I need. It's prettier than the other chair, but it's louder. So I think I'm going to have to move it um, uh, back into um, the other room. Um, I mean, the thing I was originally thinking about was just like the things that people like the identities and like things that people were projecting onto Jesus. Yes. Like Jesus, like they projected like just earlier or later in the week, you know, they're going to project Jesus as this high and mighty person who is not, who shouldn't be uh, cleaning the feet of the disciples right now. They're calling him King. Right. Uh, And then in the, and then in the, in the temple, they're calling him teacher and other people are calling him a heretic. And I'm trying and then to they like kills. are making fun of him for being the yeah. I think that's a really good. And so know. it's very it's like it's like I'm kind of looking at these passages. I was also I was like that was like one thing, but the thing that was kind of, I was kind of drawn into was like is like he flipped over the tables in the temple, and it's just like that to me feels like what is happening a lot within a lot of religious circles in general. Yeah, is that for sure. Is that we are either in spaces where we are recognizing spiritual abuse happening and calling it out, i.e. Hillsong documentary, the ex-evangelical mm. wave. Um, just in, it's, it's, uh, and then on the other side of it though, oh, okay. This is what it is. It's finally coming through. This is here. See, see, aren't you guys glad you could be here for a uh, sermon yeah. writing hour? <laughs> yeah. I, Cause like the thing that happens right after that though, is just like he, it's set. The text says in the NRSV that he was preaching in the temple every single day and people were, were spellbound. Hmm. And I'm like, so what was he preaching? What was he teaching? Probably the same thing he had been teaching. The kingdom of God is within you. And so that I'm just like, what would it be like for us in these places now to like not just go with the flipping of the tables, but into just like, what would we like to do now? What Jesus did exactly what he wanted to do, which was tell people now, the, what do you want to do now is a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. and that also just good. like. Yeah, I think that's where we're going with it. Okay, also, cool. I love so that Meta Mystic Tarot wrote Spellbound. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Jesus was in there and they were spellbound. And that's witch, also like the witch Kevin would notice. <laughs> like spellbound. What was he like? Listen, of course, when you are, listen, sometimes preaching is an incantation and it, it just gets you caught up. Um, there are two like, things that I, that as one of your, dear friends closest friends i love it's right whatever you say after you say the word listen <laughs> whatever comes up and when i tell you whatever you say after when i tell you or listen i'm like it's gonna be good <laughs> um, <laughs> when i tell you shit um, when i tell you but yeah so if y'all are listening you want to tune in it'll, it'll be on uh facebook live um recorded um, i'm preaching in burbank channel. i'm not sure burbank burbank in burbank burbank so I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe maybe Nicole Byer will be there. Just kidding. I just know Nicole Byer lives in Burbank. Um. Anyways, so yeah. Do we have any other things to check in on? Any other things to express? Uh, da, 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 da. Check in on. Think about. I mean, some really. Well, I can start say that. And we started a Discord. Well, we started Patreon for my recovery, and we started Discord, and we are having the best conversations in there. Yes. There's not that. There's not a ton of people yet, but the people that are in there are so engaged. I mean, just even earlier this morning, I was reading all their responses, and oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's just such yeah. a cool community. If you're interested in that, that's Patreon.com/slash Recovery, and it it's four dollars a month. We do that obviously because we need to support the show because we're paying for it out of our pocket right now, but mm-hmm. also because Hopefully that'll cut down on people like, you know, trolling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. and that's and uh, no, and I will say like I'm really thankful to have a paywall for mm-hmm. things because at the end of the day, like, it really does. Um, and and if you're somebody out there who you like, you need like resources, like reach out. There's a way that we can. I'm sure there's a way we can connect you. But like, it's four dollars. If you're watch, if you you're probably watching this on your phone or your laptop or tablets. I'm just like. I'm not saying that you don't have $4 a month, but also but if also, you're watching YouTube right now, 
good use of your money. And if you feel like that's a good use of your money, hop on over. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm just like, if it's help, it's, I, it's the same thing with anything else. If it's helpful, you should pay, you should, uh, I guess that's kind of like what I think about in general. Like if it's helpful, you should pay for it or you should sh- support it in a way that's actually helpful. And right now that support looks like coins. That's um, true. And, that uh, true. but only if it's, and if it's not helpful, don't fucking do it. Guys, please don't. excuse that my window has to be open because it's so hot and you're hearing the Amazon truck. So um, bad, Please guys. excuse the fact that I'm so beautiful. You are so beautiful. It's true. Um, You're beautiful. It's true. So shall we um, dive Let's into this week's super Ooh. duper exciting list of things that have gone on in the world? Um, it's um, our... Our, 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 mm-hmm. It's called Current Events Pop Culture Segment. Um, hey, girl, what's your Airing number? Your <laughs> we have had so many names for this. Yeah. I love we it. need, um, you know, a little bit of tea and shade, et cetera, et cetera. So would you like to kick it off or would you like me to kick it off? Yeah. So we had a really exciting thing. Katanji Brown Jackson versus Judge uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yes. Supreme um, Court Justice. 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 Uh, which is exciting, Justice Jackson, which is just like the coolest name. Um, mm-hmm. Which is really, really the exciting. most qualified individual who's ever taken to the Supreme yeah. Court. Uh, and it was really interesting. Uh, I saw a clip that someone did of all the responses that uh, the Republican Party had. And all of them were like, she's so qualified, and I vote no. She's so good. Um, she's so nice. She's amazing. So, right. And I'm going to have I to love vote her no. I family, and I am voting no. It was the weirdest thing. I'm so thankful to have listened to – no, it was not a weird thing because that's what they fucking do. That's what that's, that's what evangelical Christians do too. It's like, oh, I think they're so nuts. They're so wonderful. It's too bad they're going to hell. I mean it's the weirdest thing. And then the thing that really bothered me is that after she was um, confirmed – one of them clapped, the rest walked out. Good. Let him walk. And that is not what people did, even with Kavanaugh, which was someone who uh, literally has a very sketchy uh, background. And I actually Listen. know that because, guys, I actually <laughs> personally know someone, personally know someone who went to college with him and had to speak to the FBI. Like, oh. this is not someone we want as a justice, but he's there who, for life. Whoops. Right. And that was who the president at the time chose. Um, and I, I understand, but we've gotten so partisan that it's like a UNC Duke basketball game where yeah. you don't even care. Like, actually, and fans of sports are better because at least they're going, oh, that's a really great play. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it was, it's one of those things where it's just like we can, like, we understand, or like, a, you know, to use your sports analogy, uh, they understand that uh, it's a game and it's not that serious. But we should not be playing the same strategy in politics. No, no. I was watching a video of somebody. Uh, it was like a town hall with one of the Republican senators from Iowa, I think, and one of his constituents was confronting him and said, "What y'all put." Katanji Jackson through was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched every minute of it and it was awful. And it's like, I don't think that you're for the people. I think you're for the party. Yes. And that's really what all GOP, like looking across the state, like fucking oh, Ron, I- De- like fucking Ron DeSantis, AKA I want to be president someday. And so I'm going to literally do the, I'm going to make it look like I am the greatest proponent of destroying queer lives <laughs> possible. I'm going to become the devil. <laughs> I'm, go- <laughs> I'm like, I am literally going, you know, I'm going to try and pull a Trump and like walk out in the middle of 33rd street and shoot somebody to see what happens. Like that's the level of bullshit that this is like, it's, and I hate it. I'm like, why isn't the equality act been passed? Why isn't, why has, how is abortion up for debate again? How? Uh, Like, I don't understand how we have set a precedent and in the U.S. like system of law, that's how it's, we go on. We go on precedent. We set the precedent 
precedent for women doing this and being equal under the law. We set the precedent for marriage equality under the law. And that's how it's supposed to continue to work. It's like, oh, it's like a general unfolding, like a growth, something very organic based off of understanding new information. But what it's turned into, again, is a backlash against black lives, a backlash against any sort of people who are not white and not cis and not straight and not male having any sort of ability to determine their own lives. I think some of it is, well, I don't think some of it. I think it's honestly the fear of not mattering. And so we stop listening to a group of people um, and that in no way, um, I'm not saying that we, like we, you know, the, the middle American has been given the narrative that they aren't being listened to or valued. And then Which they look true. around, right. And they look around and the, the prices that they're getting for the soy that they grew because they were told to grow, um, you know, all the things that like they thought were an American ideal. And, and it's, it's very true. And also it's fear mongering because mm -hmm. the news says that, the news that a lot of these people are consuming, most of the news that we consume is uh, partisan. The news that they're consuming is perpetuating fear. It's fear mongering because fear sells um, saying that like, Hey, like if you, if you don't, it's a scarcity mindset of like, there's only so much to go around mm -hmm. and they want to take it from you. Like one woman um, said this really fascinating thing. I was reading this thing about school boards in Florida and this woman was like, you know, they're trying to make our kids gay. They're trying to make our kids trans. Like, Jesus I don't Christ. think <laughs> what, <laughs> what, <laughs> like, that's not, but that's something that they, that she believes at the core of her because her experience doesn't include so, <clears throat> any people. queer people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember the same thing. Like my mother was like, when I came out to her the first time, it was, we're going to beat this. Like it was something that like, it was, a, it was a Aww. sickness in, in the mind. <laughs> we're um, going to beat this. That's what, and you know, she was yeah. doing the best with what she um, could do at the time, you know. But she adjusted um, and changed and moved. And I think that's the thing is we have to, we cannot just dispel these people as crazy. We can't just say, we have to say there is a large group of people who feel unheard and the people who are mm. quote unquote listening to them, who by the way, don't mm. have their, uh, their needs in mind. It, it hasn't gotten better to be a farmer in America. It has not gotten better to have mm -hmm. anything to do with coal. Uh, Trump being in for four years helps you not at all. And everything mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. think you're mm -hmm. experiencing is a hardship because of the current it never is. It, it takes a while for things to work through. He wasn't for you. Never has been for you. He's for billionaires. Mm -hmm. um, and but he was able to act like he listened to you. I mean, the number of signs I've seen around uh, that say, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. I think, uh, OK, I get it, except that he didn't I do He didn't do anything good for literally anybody. Mm, no. So. No. But I you mean, know, stocks kind of went up for a while, so that was good ish for a minute until you know. But like, that's the thing about like economic things, it's everything's so fragile. You get one little pandemic and the whole thing comes crashing down. That's that's why capitalism is so fragile, it requires exploitation of human bodies when human bodies aren't able to be used. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that well, stemming from the truth that. We've got to figure out how to stop being so bipartisan. We really do. Um, because it is an othering that we can never move beyond. And uh, we got to do something. Because it's just going to be like a game where they got a point, I got a point. They got a point, I got a point. Mm -hmm. They got a point, I got a point. And it's like we shouldn't be flip-flopping uh, judges or voting on people just because of the the you know presidential whoever elected whoever nominated them it should never be that it should mm -hmm. literally like the supreme court should be based on what the people believe is the best thing for the country yeah. nothing gonna... to do and legacy legacy friends this if we're going to have people who have legacy who have like basically they have tenure 
basically they have tenure. If we're going to do that. No, not basically they do. Like it is an yeah. appointment for life unless you get yeah. removed for some. Actually, how does the Supreme Court justice get removed? We don't know. Well, and that's a thing to bring up because Clarence Thomas should be. Uh, based oh, on my God. Going on with his wife. Let's bring that up for a second. Clarence Thomas's wife, if y'all didn't, you know, who knew that we were going to be a political podcast, but I kind of love it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> we um, switch. We'll talk about skanks yeah, in a minute. We're like pretty verse, you know. We go, mm. we go, um, do you get what I'm saying when I say we're yeah, verse? I do know what verse is. I just love that I know that because of you. Like I literally, so many conversations I now understand in a way that I never would have before. You know what? That is the body of Christ at work, I think. Anyways, mm. <laughs> Clarence Thomas's wife uh, apparently was like texting some people who were very, very closely involved with the Capitol riots on January 6th mm -hmm. and uh, basically saying, uh, in encouraging them just like, no, you got to decertify, like, you can't certify the votes. Like, and they said, and I quote, in war, there are no rules. And I'm like, that woman is the queen of the KKK. We found her. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't know, but like that is literally some like watchman shit, you know? It is. It's, it's, it's strange, but also like she, some of the cases that he has not recu recused himself from are things that she literally uh, is paid to be a, um, what do you call it? Oh, there's a word for it. Advocate. Advoc there's a different. A pundit for, a lobbyist for. Lobbyist. She's a lobbyist for. And he didn't recuse himself, even though the woman that he lives with is literally the paid person to represent that. Like that, it, that's some Fuck shady that. stuff. And I agree with you guys. So a lot of people are saying we should have term limits. Here's the problem. If we have term limits... It's just going to flip-flop like it does. Like, it'll literally be like, everybody out, everybody in. It'll depend on who's in power. So we got to figure out a way to stagger it, like the United Methodist Church, where if you're on a committee, you're going to be on a four-year cycle, and not everybody moves at the same time. Well, all I got to say is um, I hate it here. No, you don't. But yes, I do. do. I don't like it here in America. I will say I'm very thankful for the life that I've carved out, but I'd much rather live in Sweden. <gasps> sex crime, like there's no such thing as sex crime. Well, there's such sex crimes, but sex work is decriminalized. Um, sex work is decriminalized. Um, drugs is fine. I'm going to go live in Amsterdam. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm that going to right. do. That feels right. Also, I think that I might take this is I'm putting on putting this on my vision board. Mm. This is also me transitioning to something that has nothing to do. Also, apparently I changed my name to Peggy because that's who's going to be the video I'm pulling up for our question later. So I'm not Peggy. Um, <laughs> but maybe I am. Maybe we're all Peggy. We don't know. Um I um I am getting I'm plotting out the rest of my cohorts for this year and next year, and I'm like, I have an extended I have two months right here. I don't have a cohort going on. I want to travel abroad. I haven't gone abroad in so long. And maybe I'll go to Australia for a long while, maybe like a month. Wow. You know because it's Australia. But also there's a lot of things that want to kill you in Australia. Yeah. Like spiders. Like Christians. No. <laughs> like giant spiders. No, like, 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 like conservative Hillsong. Christians. Like they yeah. want to, they do. There are some gay. There, there are some Christians out there who believe that gay people should be dead. That's a fact, and I bet you a no, lot of them go to Hill Song. Well, it's interesting. We'll get to that. Why don't? Do we want to just hop there? Sure, we can hop wherever we need to. So Hill Song, uh, obviously, there was. We have already talked about the documentary that came out and all that. Well, now they're finding like even more stuff about yeah, the deeper it goes, the deeper it goes. <laughs> Right, Ukraine, uh, people being forced to step down, all this very interesting stuff going on. But what I'm finding fascinating, I'd love to hear if if anyone else is having this experience. My friends who have gone to Hillsong or currently go to Hillsong, they're just sort of like, yeah. <laughs> like it's shocking and it's hard, but like. Or it's and they're just all shocking. shrugging. They're, they're, not even, they're not shocked by it. They're just sort of like, yeah. 
uh, my one friend did say that it was uh, something that they are no longer wanting to support Hillsong. Uh, well, then you should stop supporting them. They they have. Uh, um, but I had another day. The interesting thing is people who like write, write music and such for Hillsong have lost all their because nobody's everybody that was not a part of it, like churches that were playing Hillsong songs won't anymore. And so like all the people who worked in the system. So unfortunately it's the songwriters that are getting screwed because they're all on, uh, what are they? Well, well, I'm sorry. Well, guess the fuck what, if you're, you were making music that was, and getting giving, you were perpetuating a system. You were making money off of Mm -hmm. other people's suffering. And so guess what? You don't deserve any of that money. And I think like Zacchaeus, you should pay back four times what you have stolen. Ooh. Now there's a worship song that needs to be written. <laughs> Zacchae- no, there already was. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a mean little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the low he wanted to see. Nice. Right? I like that version. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. So like, I, like, I, I personally don't have any um, – if you were writing songs for Hillsong and you know who Hillsong was, I have no pity for you. And you couldn't not – no. And if you didn't, I still don't have any pity. I also want to just for a minute talk about the fact that for most of my career as a church planter, so like a church restarter, <laughs> I was forced to go to this conference in order to get our grant. I was forced to go to a conference every year that was run mm-hmm. by the like people of these mega churches that we were all supposed to um, you know, really idolize and they're all falling down. Um, and so it's just I, this fascinating thing of like, what, what if the thing wasn't the big thing? What if, what if this is the flipping of the tables? Like, what if the thing is that every, I, I actually think this is the thing is that everybody actually wants smaller community. They want to know the people they want to, you know, have this experience. I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching this show, the expanse for like a year and I've been saving the last three episodes. So it's about this like intergalactic battle between all these different right. types of people, but the the, the oh, finale has yeah. been out for a long like this is the last three episodes and you're just not watching them like saving them I for what watched, I just watched them I needed to be okay. emotionally ready I, wasn't ready to <laughs> I get that goodbye. though that was I me and Steven Universe goodbye. I didn't watch the final three episodes of Steven Universe for a couple of weeks because I wasn't emotionally ready for it yeah. it was also like going I to watch the last Harry Potter movie yeah yeah exactly you know? I didn't want to say goodbye so I I. The, there's a huge line where so all these people are different it doesn't matter different factions they're all fighting and there is this line where the two of the main warriors who are from different factions but they're together on this ship and have been for a long time they say how do we how do i figure out what's right to do how do i figure out what's right to do and uh the one person says to the other person i thought this was really interesting I don't know that we can figure out what's right to do on this like huge thing, but I know that we know who we want to be in battle with, like beside. And so it's all about the people that we actually know and have learned how to trust. And I think that's the, I think sometimes with all of this stuff going on, it's really hard because it's like big, it's huge. Um, and yet there is still, for me, I find hope mm-hmm. in like the little community, the like people, the, the gritty. Yeah, and, and- I think in general, it's just like people are freaking out because they don't know what to do when their spirituality is not boxed up for them and not presented right. to them on a tray, which is fine. You, you're allowed to freak out about that because it's very disorienting to go from having mm-hmm. a system of belief to having something be exposed as a fucking fraud. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, like I, I read this article about this man who was in Scientology basically for a long, long time, and they weren't allowed to have access to the internet. Right. And so, but then like he saw, did you tell me about this? I don't know. But anyway, maybe I, no, I saw it on TikTok, classic. Okay. Um, But he had access to the internet and he just Googled Scientology and basically found all of the shit and the accusations against it and how it's been just, you know, basically saw it for the farce that it was. And that's, and then, you know, then you have to leave and it's like, yeah, like you, it's a, it's, I mean, like, I I won't say that Hillsong is a 
cult because on the one hand, like it doesn't quite tick all the boxes for cult, but as far as right. like culty, cult adjacent, um, and you know, just a power structure that's protecting itself. You know, there's a lot you can do with money. And so I there's going to, I don't think it can last, right? No, it can't. That's the problem is because, um, I think that's just the nature of good and evil. Like, you know, like, sorry, like, you know, the truth will set you free and people want to be free. There's a natural human inclination to wanting freedom. And people, I believe, are starting to get – nobody will move until they are uncomfortable enough to move. That's the thing. That's true. And if you are – and you have to be willing to – and the thing is just like if you are comfortable right now in those places and with, with all of the suffering that people have brought to you, you need to ask yourself why. Why am I okay with this? Why am I okay with this? these people suffering the way they have? At the hands of something that I think uh, that allegedly I was told is so beautiful and good and right. Because here's the truth is that like last weekend, not to toot my own horn or toot the group's horn, but we had a delicious spiritual space that was non-manipulative where people were able to opt in and opt out as they wanted to, where you didn't have to believe anything. We were all just there to enjoy. And that for me is there's a way to have – I know it's possible to have spiritual community without abuse. I know it's possible to have spiritual community that is healthy and I wish, but like people don't have the imagination for it because all we've seen is churches abuse people. All we've think, seen are pastors abuse power. Well, and I think there is this aspect of money, you know, when you have to raise money, when you're relying on the gifts of others um, and you get, you know, the certain right kind of people in, you know, you know, I have a thing. I enjoy listening to podcasts about cults. And I was listening to one this morning when I was shopping at Costco. And uh, the one I was listening to was about, um, was an actual cult expert talking about uh, this, the Twin Flames cult and how, by the way, that still is out there. Do not join the Twin Flames cult on YouTube. Um, and she was talking about just like the, the personality of the leader. Um, and how there really are narcissistic and, you know, the work that I do trying to help people who weren't narcissistic. So the system ate them up. We got to figure out a system that doesn't require a narcissist, you know? Yeah. I would say it requires like the exact opposite in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's just somebody, something, this is a, I was talking with Nadia Boltzweber from the podcast. Um, she's great. She's the great, she's so good. A big inspiration for me, but something she said, like, the thing that made House for All, her church that she started so special, is that um, it was like she she said, I'm, I'm just in charge of holding the energy for the space. I'm just yeah. in charge. Like, I'm just like, you know, let everybody else do everything and you just do this one part. And so that's what I did. I tried to do. And that's what I, I think is like really special also about like the church I go to and like it, my and just any sort of spiritual space that I'm looking for, I'm just like, let it not be centered around a single person's personality ever again. Uh-uh. You know, comment the way I started, I've, I've, I've been thinking about, it, I'm just like the crowded table for me is like a spiritual social club. We have things that we sit in around. We got practices we're trying, we're doing stuff together. And also we pay dues. Maybe you should have a pool. Sorry. I keep oh my that. God. Yes. <laughs> when we go on, let me tell you what, when we go on retreat this summer, I'm going to find a place, a big old house in Texas with a big old pool. And we're just going to have a little mini, little mini Texas. gay, gay camp. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I don't know. I feel like Texas isn't the safest place for you. Um, If you, well, that's probably true, but also like gay town, like, Palm Springs is hella expensive. Fort Lauderdale is expensive. You're not wrong. I mean, like, and so it's just, but like, if we're just getting a, a house with a pool and we're not really going, like, of course, like, but like, if you go to like someplace like Austin, San Antonio. Oh, you'll be fine. No, I'll like, be fine. Dallas, Houston. I don't want to go in the middle of nowhere, Texas. That's stupid. <laughs> and um, dangerous. All right. Can you, we bring up questions? Can we move on from this? I know we had another thing. We had to think about the Grammys. Do you want to talk about the Grammys? They were just the Grammys. I wasn't very impressed by anything. Nothing. That's it. Not really. I just, I, 
I, I don't care for award shows anymore. I was like, just going to say I don't love award shows. And I think I wonder, you know, the whole Oscar slapping thing. Not talking if, about it. I'm not talking about it. I, we're not. Except that I wonder if it was staged so that people would start talking about it. No. No fucking way in hell. And that's all I'll say. Okay. It was um, not staged, please. The way the way that Jada reacted. No way, man. Ah, uh, what happened? You're there. My computer's freaking out. Hold on. Sorry, my computer freaked out for a second. It's okay. Mine is like really the fan is just going constantly. Should I worry? It just means that it's working hard. It's because it's hot. Um. Anyway, can you pull up our question from our audience? And can you tell people how heirs can ask questions? Want to? Yes. Um, if you ever want to send in your questions to your favorite ants, you can do so by visiting this link right here. It says bit.ly slash your favorite ants hotline. Um, you go there and you can leave us a text message, an audio message, or a video message. Um, I wanted to bring up two things because we got a follow-up from uh, somebody um, from a couple weeks ago. Is it from the nose ring? No, it's from the young human who was at um, the Catholic school. And oh yes, where the fuck is my phone? I don't know. Hold on, it's in the other room. Ah. Um, so, <laughs> the whole thing where you tell people to subscribe and rate and things. Yes, so subscribe, rate. Um, you know, you can you can write a review even if where you just say. We are polished is how I would describe us um, because, you know, we are definitely, this is our most edited and polished show uh, that we do. Um, I also want to let you know, if you are looking for any of these links and you don't have a chance to write it down right now, uh, you can go to either Kevin or I's Instagram and both of us have a link tree that has all the links to all this, including how you can get onto the show live Um and also, uh, the question that this person asked a couple weeks ago, if you don't remember, I'll give you a reminder. She was a student at a school, a Catholic school, where um, the uh, teacher had was teaching kind of English. I got it. I got okay. it. I was giving a story uh, of the student. Yes. Um, and they give a little bit of response. So it says, okay. hi, it's M, the kid with the shitty religion teacher. And I have to say your response to my question a couple of weeks back was absolutely wonderful. It made my day. A lot has happened since I wrote in. So I thought I'd give you a little update. I was talking to our school's youth workers about my little conundrum, and she suggested that I talk to one of the school's administrators about what was going on, which was crazy. Like, here I was, handed an opportunity to go to the one of my teacher's superiors and present my case to somebody whose priority was the students and not the Catholic BS curriculum. It would be her duty to listen to me, but unfortunately, due to annoying timing circumstances, it never ended up happening. There's another three weeks until the term ends. I stop having this teacher. I'm thinking of gathering the testimonies of my fellow classmates, many of whom are LGBTQ plus and or progressive Christians, and still talk to the vice principal about my teacher's behavior. And if possible, I want to see if there's any way to bring the issue further and discuss the harmful content that is the present in the curriculum itself. Because, yeah, it turns out they're subtly homophobic and explicitly anti-abortion and anti-MAID. And I don't know what that stands for. Um, if someone knows, tell me in the comments. Uh, it's not just the teacher. It's the system. Surprise, surprise. I don't know if I'm biting off more than I can chew, but I don't want this to end the term without trying something. If I'm going to be the angry gay kid, I want to be the angry gay kid who tried to make a difference. Thanks a lot, M. P.S. I'm going into gender studies and political science for university next year, which is ironic. P.P.S. Now I have a sticky note saying, be that bitch on my bathroom mirror. <laughs> you know, we just give you a mantra. That's our yeah. whole goal. A mantra to, to, a to, mantra. to meditate upon and open up your heart to it. So, yeah. Um, also, let's vote for M. I don't know if M's ever going to run for anything, but I'd vote for M. Yeah, when you get to public office age, just let us know. Well, um, we'll do the best we can to help. Um, uh, and great yeah, and bold, an amazing person M is. Yeah, 
Super exciting. So this next video question comes from one of our friends named Peggy. Hi, my name is Peggy. I use they, them pronouns and I live in Minnesota. My question for the ants is how do I move past imposter syndrome? I just accepted a really great offer for a wonderful new position at a company that I'm super excited to work for. And the job is a great fit for me personality-wise and skill-wise. But the way that my prior job ended has produced a lot of self-doubt and I don't feel confident going into this new role, even though on paper, it's really great. So any advice would be fantastic. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Peggy, what a great question they brought us. Um, So I'm going to say what my dad said to me when I didn't feel like I belonged somewhere uh, when I was at a school that was, I felt like was above me. Uh, my dad said, do you know, what I heard from them is that like, they really trust the company and like the company. Mm. And so my dad asked me like, do you trust the people, uh, you know, at that school? Do you think they make really good decisions? Yeah, of course I do. Right. Mm -hmm. And they decided that you should be there. So if sometimes you have to realize that maybe you should trust the people that mm. believe that you are at the level to be there. And yeah. sometimes um, even when you're not ready to believe it, you have to let other people believe it for you until you can live into it. And the truth is, if your job ending wasn't great, um, give yourself some grace to just mm -hmm. let it, um, that it's going to take a while for you to trust that you are um, valuable again, but also your worth is not in what you do. And so Peggy, I think if you can just remember that if you really like this company and this company really likes you, maybe you're worth really being liked. Yeah. Um, imposter syndrome is just a thought. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so stupid, but it's literally just my question would be, who would you be without it? Like consider just for a second, I'm not supposed to have this job. That's the thought. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified for this job, even though they're going to figure it out. They're going to, they're going to figure out that I'm a sham or I'm stupid or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm blah, 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 whatever it is, the story you tell. Just ask yourself, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Because you are def certainly suffering from this thought that you're not absolutely sure it's true. So that's number one. And two, ask yourself, and this is straight out of, you know, doing the work with Byron and Katie. Uh, what happens when you believe that thought? All those mm -hmm. condemning thoughts that come in. What do you do? I freak out. I actually do my job more poorly. Uh, I, I am anxious. My body is crunchy and I have to do things to get myself back and centered. And then the question is, who would I be without it? Uh, I'd probably enjoy my job. Maybe. And, and yeah. just try it on. It's just like, and then try on the opposite thought. If the thought is, I'm not supposed to be here, the answer, you should just flip it around. I am supposed to be here. And mm -hmm. just try it on. You don't have to like make that your dominant thought all the way. And like, because like, if you genuinely don't believe you're supposed to be there, don't force yourself into like a higher, like, don't try to just vibe high because you think it's what you're supposed to do. Be as insecure as you are. It's totally fine. Do you know why? Because you're still capable. And be because everyone as around insecure you as is. you are. Yeah. Everyone around you is. That's like, the truth. I, the, that's the absolute truth. My dad told me when he, his, the first night that he was a doctor alone on call Ooh, he baby. kept wondering when the other doctor was going to show up when they called for the doctor and then he recognized oh wait a minute i am the doctor and he said you know everyone feels that way everyone feels that way until you don't exactly and that's the thing it's like <coughs> sorry I'm trying <clears throat> not to cough into the mic. I'm going to mute myself for a second. Okay. I think that's don't always Don't smoke, kids. Don't. This ant You'll like it you too much. Don't smoke it. You'll like it too much. Um, um, yeah, so I would say uh, just be as insecure as you are and be nice to yourself. And when it comes up, when the feeling comes up, don't try to push it away. Oh, I should be confident all of a sudden. No, look at it and be like, oh, my God, I'm a little nervous, aren't I? And just kind of get a little playful it. with it. Yeah, get a little playful with yourself. It's like, oh, there's a part of me that's nervous. That's so interesting. 
Why am I nervous? Also, your body doesn't know the difference between nervous and excitement. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's important Brene Brown told us. Brene Brown told us. Atlas of the Heart, baby. Is that an Atlas of the Heart? I hadn't heard of that way before that. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. But she also just like corroborated it and took it a little deeper and like talked about practices. So it's like. She's so great. When you have that energy within you, just check in and just like, okay, there's a lot of energy here. Don't even like say it's nerves or excitement. Just say there's a lot of energy here. Hmm. What do I need to do to express this energy? I can either say I'm nervous and worry about it or say I'm excited and start dreaming about the possibility of better. Something, of course, in the miracle says, and this is, you know, a little preachy moment. We have more faith in the possibility of a disaster than we do in the possibility of a miracle. I love that one time you asked me, what if it all works out? What if? And I think I'm so easy to say, what if it all falls apart? Yeah. You know, because like the thing is, is like you already know what happens if it all falls apart. You fucking start over because that's what we've had to do this over and over and over again. The question has to actually become what if it all works out? What if I get the thing I want? What if I actually find the peace that I deserve? What if I fall in love? What if I actually find a community that accepts me? What if I actually get the dream job? What if I actually pay off my debt? What if I actually learn how to love my body? What if I learn really good masturbation techniques so that I'm an incredible lover when I get there? You know, what if, what if I ate the thing? What if I, you know, did, you know, swung the kettlebell? What if I did whatever I wanted to without any shame or guilt. What if? And I think this, the recognition that we're all human and we're all walking around just wondering, like, am I doing this right? I tell you what, that's the damn thing. Everybody's walking around thinking, what if they find out? I'm just like, I'm like, and then you got to go, if you lean into yourself, lean, like, Mm -hmm. get really, this is what I think. The spirit of God in me or like my highest self is such a little jokester he just you know just leans over to my little scared ego and says yeah what if it what if they do find out that you're a fucking fraud and i and it's just like i'm not a fraud i'm just like i know that and so like the ego is you know i, I kind of like straightens itself out and tries it's so funny just playing <laughs> around like being playful with yourself and not trying to like <sighs> Don't think you got to like, un, it's like, I got to be really confident right now. No. Be insecure. Like, there's like, it's, confidence there's is all a farce, anyways, man. There's some shared humanity in it. Like, I think the times that I walk, like, you know, as I'm teaching this, one of the things I, I have a new job uh, that I get to do, which is teaching uh, those who have experienced homelessness and have a lived experience of that are um, for an organization that is a home, like, sheltering first model called. United to End Homelessness, which is the United Way. Um, They want to have people tell their own stories instead of someone else tell their stories for them. So this is a unique model because often people tell the stories of those who have experienced homelessness because, you know, those who have experienced homelessness don't have necessarily the the training in how to effectively communicate. So I get to teach and coach people how to tell their story. And one of the things I say is, like, you can be honest about being nervous. You be honest about, like, Hey, like getting in front of you guys makes me a little mm-hmm. nervous. And what's interesting is the whole audience often will go. <sighs> yeah. And like I do the same thing too. When I'm nervous to talk in front of people, I will just say, I got to say I'm nervous real quick. So can we all just breathe for a second? Mm-hmm. And, and then because like it's just, it's just a feeling. Honor. And yeah. you're just a person. Everyone is. Yeah. And when the feeling comes back again and you say, I should be over it by now. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be over it until you are. Be, I love be that. Gen- like it, when it comes back again, be nice to yourself again. What a concept. I love it. Well, thank um, you so much for joining us on your favorite ants. Thank you for sending in messages. It means so much yeah. to us. Continue to do so. Um, we love it. We'll talk about anything from skincare uh, to. Ooh, that's the question we have next week. So I would, I dare you to come bareface next week so that we can do an eye tutorial. Because there's uh, a there's a makeup question, and I'm ready to become the beauty guru of my dreams. Um, I'm. Is it about our cat eyes? Because both of you and I love a cat eye. I I mean, like I want to turn just like a 
I mean, I'm probably going to do like a full drag eye um, because here's the deal. I have on my list of dreams. I went out last night to see the Glitz show at um, Mary's, which is my favorite queer bar in Atlanta. And I was just taken aback at how joyful and fun the performers were having. And also with a variety of gender expressions, bearded queen, mustache queen, fishy mm-hmm. queen, campy What's queen, a, queen? a queen who looks like a woman like a biological woman, like very like, you know, fish as in, fish as in cunt. That's what they mean, like, okay. that's oh, what it gosh. means. Oh gosh, woo, I can't believe we have that word in here now. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, I, okay, so here's the thing, like within like queer culture and drag culture, like. I get it. I know it's so strange. I, I'm sorry for if anyone got triggered by that. I didn't mean to do, didn't but mean that's to okay. do that. You asked, I asked and you answered, it's okay. Yeah, so fishy. It's like, ooh, serving fish. Mm. Anyways, um, please like, rate, and share all the things. It would be really, really great. Um, if you haven't already, um, uh, make sure that you go follow our other podcasts, A Tiny Revolution and Rev Covery. Um, and also, if you are in search of community in any sort of direction, if you are a pastor, who, or someone in ministry or leaving ministry and you're trying to figure out life after that, Revcovery, the Discord channel on their Patreon is the place to go. If you're looking yep. for uh, a spiritual social club where you can start figuring out your shit with other people and enjoy doing spirituality again, uh, come hang out at the Crowded Table at thecrowdedtable.mn.co. Um, anything, did I cover everything? I think so. You did it for us. So take care <clears throat> of yourself, guys. The question yeah. that Kevin asked is, I think, really important. Uh, and that question is, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, how can you Every be nice time. to yourself? How can you be nice how to yourself are you, this weekend? How are you going to return to peace? How are you going to have fun? Listen, healing Listen. is not your purpose. That's <laughs> what Tony Jones told us. Have some fun this weekend as you can. Um, even if that fun just looks like laying your ass down. Oof. I love it. Go lay down. Have a Go great week, friends. Go lay down. Go lay down. And get to sleep. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming to your favorite dance. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.